Welcome back to BCC Podcast. Hey, y'all. What's going on? We're back. Man, we've been hitting it weekly like, whoa. Like, whoa. Shout out, happy birthday, Maya. While we talking about like, whoa. Oh, I didn't even know that. And I just, yeah, yeah. today was her birthday. I meant to post her on the um, podcast page, but then <laughs> work. So um, happy birthday, Maya. Shout out. What's your favorite Maya song? Mine um, was. Um, how you going to ask me? Then? <laughs> What's your favorite Maya? Mine was. Well, damn. How about you ask me after? <laughs> now, what was your favorite? Because mine is so horrific. <laughs> oh, shoot. I like a lot of Maya songs. I really like the old Maya with Cisco and her. Um, Up jumps my body. nigga, what? And then the later Maya, I really like. Um, Falling, head over heels, I'm falling. When she was kind of, you know, more mature. <laughs> yeah. I liked her then too. <clears throat> that's 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 the era that I liked Maya. I liked um forgot the name of the song, but it was If You Died I Wouldn't Cry Cause You Never Loved Me Anyway. Yes, that's a good song. It said I wouldn't I think she said if you were on fire, I wouldn't spit on you or something like that. I can't remember the line, but it was real. I was like twelve yeah. and I felt that shit. Anyway. Yes, yes. Felt that shit, hit my soul. So yes, Maya did have those hits. <laughs> she did she really did oh i miss the 90s man me too i just send me back now at that For real. At this age then um so music city streets man i don't have anything for y'all this week but next week is tsu homecoming <laughs> geek, 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 geek. it's homecoming week so um i'm supposed to be in new york i will be here for homecoming so Whitney, if you want to come down catch flight you are gonna be there now we just made the decision to stay what the and hell? Not go to New York. so i asked this girl six weeks ago when flights was low well i had already <laughs> had my tickets to new york oh you rescheduled we oh. just canceled and we have a credit because southwest it allows you to get uh receive a credit so oh. now if, you would, if it was going to be like a non-refundable non-changeable situation we take our black asses to new york but we're going to hold off since our honeymoon's coming up. Oh, man. I don't even know if I could swing that. Nashville tickets are so high for no reason. Makes they no are. Sense. They are. I ain't going to lie. Like, right. How can I get a flight? I can literally get a flight to Mexico for half the price. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm jealous of that. But yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, I'm excited. Shout out to that. our alma mater. Shout out, Big Blue. What's going on with you down in the LA, LA? Yeah, the rains. <laughs> in Southern California. It does need to rain. It hasn't rained in a minute. Um, what is going on? Nothing much. This weekend I am sitting my ass in the house. <laughs> Finally. I really don't want to I've been on the go. I don't really want to go nowhere. I do need to, you know, just reorganize some stuff I really want to give away some clothes I have so many clothes that I just don't wear I love to give away clothes you do I've always loved to give like I I like the feeling of purging like going through my items like what will I not wear again I don't care if I'm bigger smaller you know I'm not one of those people who hold on to things Girl, I know you've been giving me clothes that I hold on to. I still got some of your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> They're good clothes. 
good clothes and you will have three hundred dollar pieces and be like well this is not the season anymore (laughs) i can't believe i went through a phase in high school where i thought i could be one of those girls that never wore an item twice or maybe three times or something like that i quickly realized that was not my lifestyle that was not my calling but i tried it but yeah no i i love to purge that's what's up i wish i had that i'm such of like a memory person like i hate to throw stuff away yeah um i wouldn't call it a pack rat because i don't keep like knickknacks and shit but i do i hate to throw away my clothes like i just feel like oh i may wear that one day when the weather's perfect in this perfect event and (laughs) like i don't know i will keep like a really cute like statement piece like I keep like statement pieces like that really cute white blazer that's never gonna go out of style I'll keep something like that but more like trendy or if it's something that I just like gotten too big for or too small for I'm not one of those that's like oh I'm gonna lose weight and get back into it like I just let it go girl I I literally let it go I let that shit go I think we should really open up a BCT consignment shop what do y'all think? I love it. And online, like vintage little trendy pieces, you know. Or just, or just, you know, me and Whitney's closet, you know, like. Oh, I like that too. Me and Whitney's closet. We, they yeah. Have eclectic styles within, you know, you may get some vintage from me. You may yeah. get some vintage from Whitney, you may get some trendy pieces, you know, I yeah. like that. And we already have a following, so, you know. Absolutely. Look out for that, y'all, because it's coming. We can get that popping, like, real soon. I don't know. I what are the startup that? costs? Not much. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes, I like it. So. So, what's the tea, sis? What's going on? What is really going, going girl, on? Well, I'll start with the continuation of the tea from last week. Um <laughs> So Basketball Wives LA, they had their reunion, their anticipated reunion. Yes, they did. And um, we talked about the drama between OG, which is one of the cast members on there, um, and Evelyn Lozada. And ever since their fallout, now Evelyn has decided to take things to court. She's filed a restraining order against OG that was denied uh, because OG has never physically threatened Evelyn, not one single time. So it's just like all she did was say that your ex-husband text her (laughs) and she proved it. So, you know, isn't there a comment about her being racist? Evelyn's like, you know, defamation of character. Like she's called me. But my thing is like never called her racist. She said, Evelyn, you're not black. She said, you try to act black and you're not black. That's what she said. She never, ever said Evelyn's racist. She said, you're not black. And other people outside of, you know, Basketball Wives LA, they called Evelyn out for being a colorist and also called Shawnee out too. So the big deal about this reunion that just came on um, on Sunday was they tried to segregate OG from the other cast members. They were like, oh, well the ladies just don't feel safe with you on set. So production has decided to create a alternate set for you. And, you know, you can sit on the alternate set and they'll sit on the main set and we'll interview you from there. That's so funny. And OG was just like, absolutely not. 
it's not, I'm not, no, (laughs) it's discriminatory. You know, like I haven't put my hands on anyone. I haven't, you know, been physically violent towards anyone. So why should I have to sit on an alternate step? You know, it makes no sense. Whole time, you know, the spicy Latina Evelyn Lozada, she gets right there on the main set, sitting right next to the host. And it's like, we all have seen Evelyn throw drinks and slap people and hit people and throw tables across the room for years on years on years. But nobody fears their safety when it comes to Evelyn. But you fear your safety when it comes to an African woman who's literally never fought one single cast member. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's like clear, blatant discrimination, colorism, whatever you want to call it. And they they feel so threatened by her. I was going to say, the, I was going to use the word threatened. Mm-hmm. They definitely are threatened. And, and people are dragging as Well, the thing about it is she doesn't need to use her hands to stir up the controversy that obviously the show needs to continue to thrive. And, uh, you know, yeah, I do feel like we as Black women, there is a um, a level of threat there, you know, because I do feel like we are the superior race, um, regardless of where we fall within opinionated people on how they view us. We are a race to be feared period, you know, mm-hmm. not feared in a way that's like, oh, I'm scared, like, when they walk in a room, I'm saying, like, fear of us taking over, you know, it's, I mean, imagine if we all tap into, like, who we really are, and what we really can do, and our power, and, you know, all these sort of things, so it's kind of like, they want to keep, the, when I say they, people outside of our race, they want to kind of keep us feeling some sort of way about ourselves, and reminding us of, like, you know, what we are not, mm-hmm. but, it just goes to show that like it's still colorism discrimination all of that is still so prevalent as far as we've come we are still so far behind and i feel like we are kind of taking a lot of steps backward in a lot of ways um just because of you know so i just feel like you know in general we're just i'm really scared for this whole country you know really if i'm just gonna be honest but as it relates to this specific um situation it's sick to even think that this is even an issue about her coming on to the cast for the reunion and being separated like you guys are pigs Shawnee should be extremely ashamed of herself because I've seen a lot of commotion about her Mm -hmm. and what a sellout she is hell Evelyn and Shawnee have had beef I think with um a person that Evelyn slept with um that Shawnee used to date or I don't I don't really that know girl Shaq Tammy and Shaq. Jennifer claimed or somebody they're not no one owned up to where it actually came from but the rumor was that Evelyn had slept with Shaq and Evelyn's response like I just went back and watched those clips from that season because I stopped watching it so long ago yeah but Evelyn's re- Evelyn's response to that it was like mm-hmm. you did it bitch own it she and did I, think Evan, <laughs> no, I think Evelyn admitted it. I want to say and I she didn't admit it she still denies it she denies it okay because I was gonna say I thought she admitted it. but anyway girl if y'all can get past that like Evelyn you know she's I don't know I just think that it's all bullshit yeah. it's all bullshit and it's just fucked up definitely and people love to want to claim black and afro this and afro that until it's time to be black I say that all day every day and because yeah. you have a black child or you grew up around black people 
and or because you identify today as some sort of, you know, whatever, does not give you the right to discriminate or to use words that clearly are racial slurs because you are not part of the African-American community. You're just not. Um, so yeah, check yourself. I say just check, your, humble yourself, check yourself and own your shit. Period. OG, um, you do have a fan base out here. Put it that yeah, way. So, <laughs> you have stirred up the pot and we love it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that also goes to show that you do not have to put your hands on anybody, but if your voice is a hit dog will holler, period. A hit dog will holler. A hit dog will holler, honey. Yeah. And she didn't even act a fool. Like, she had Evelyn acting a fool, slapping her vagina and stuff over nothing. Girl. Don't tell me you haven't seen that clip. I haven't seen it. Mm-mm. You lying. It's been all over the shade room all week. That's crazy. Girl, she was like, Evelyn came up. She started slapping. She, they were in Costa Rica or something. She started slapping her vagina. She did this little thing. She was like, I have A1. I have A1 credit. I have good fucking pussy. And your nigga will want to fuck it all day long. And she just like, and girl, now that has been turned into a million memes, I can't even scroll without seeing it. So I'm shocked you haven't seen it. Your nigga will want to fuck. Okay, let's just be clear on this. And that, yes, that's what she said. Women, women who throw around their pussy as as if it is something to keep a man or put down the next person as if the next bitch doesn't have bomb pussy, whatever. Shame on you. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like that shit is so high school. Like, girl girl please don't be out here saying that shit at no 40 50 years old like you didn't had a whole husband cheating on you and your good pussy you didn't had a whole fiance probably cheating on you and your good pussy so let's not throw around how good your pussy is and now you're single and again nothing's wrong with being single i'm not saying that either but you clearly had men who were committed and your good pussy wasn't enough to keep them or have you stay in that relationship i know it's like you doing all that girl we don't believe you girl um, good you could have the best pussy and a nigga still will cheat like or still will fuck another bitch with mediocre pussy like bye please let's stop doing let's not take that good pussy shit in 2020 girl she looked ridiculous and this is a woman that's approaching her 50s like that's crazy hold on i just I I got family, I got A plus credit, I got a motherfucker. Evelyn screaming that no one wants. <laughs> Who said that no one wants? OG. OG's just calmly sitting Girl, down. Evelyn Evelyn better match. <laughs> Evelyn better match. You have not seen this. Hold on. This has been made into a million memes. Look how she look at her. Hold on. Oh my God. Oh, Evelyn. <laughs> oh my God. Girl, why I thought that was Nene for a second in the blonde wig? I'm done. Love you, Nene. Love you, Lenithia. Excited mm. for uh, the new season. <laughs> yeah, this looks like it's going to be a good, juicy season. Girl, it looks like it's going to be a good motherfucking season. I cannot wait to 
pick that apart and discuss that. Yeah, with little uh, tea on that, people are saying that Kenya's um, man, that her ex-husband, that assumed to be ex-husband because they're filing for divorce, that he is in another relationship with another woman that he's been in for like a whole year. And they have just been, you know, doing this shit for publicity. Kenya's basically, the reason he got with Kenya and stayed for so long is because she has been paying for everything allegedly. She's been paying for just all his stuff. She helped him get out of debt and all of that. And now that he is out of debt, I guess he doesn't want nothing else from her. And the word on the street is that, you know, he, he spends most of his time in New York. And she literally, at this point, begs him to like come out to LA to see the baby Brooklyn and all of this, but he really just don't want no parts. That's you know just a legit word on the street. And then I'm sure it is. And I'm sure, you know, parts of it are true. Parts of it are false. But what we do yeah. know is, is that Kenya, uh, from what we've seen of Kenya, <laughs> uh, via these shows is that she has had an interesting, uh, dating, um, dating life and for her to be as beautiful as she is and um I don't want to just put it on her looks but you know you do have to ask yourself sometimes like hmm I wonder why um not even why she can't get a man or keep a man or I'm not even going to go there because again men these days can be stupid dating dating in this day and age I is I just it's crazy but there are things that I have seen of Kenya on screen um, that I'm like, like, that is just so, like, she's crazy. This bitch is crazy. Like, I could, if I was a dude, I couldn't do it. So, I don't know. I know that the way that they got together, I don't, I can't say the way they got together, but when they did get together, her and her current husband, it was just kind of weird how we found out about him. The fact that Cynthia wasn't invited to the wedding or didn't really know much. This is supposed to be her best, best friend. And I just felt like it was all real weird. And then as soon as they got married, it's like she had to quit the show because of whatever she says her reasons were. It was just real fucking weird. And then she got pregnant, um, which I'm really, if anything out of this whole relationship ordeal, I'm happy she was able to have a baby. Cause I know that that's been her journey. Um, for a while that she's wanted to have a baby and she's her relationship with her mom has always been really, really non-existent. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was all about. I just feel like that's really what it was. Um, but she didn't want to be unwed. She didn't. Well, she always said she wants to be married. That was kind of like also the very, always. that's what I'm saying. It was like, it's always been like a guy, her issues with a guy, and it felt like she's always with these different men. She's kind of always trying to keep them together. Like, you know, like make them really be into her. But these men were always kind of like running away. And she would be kind of, and that's just kind of how it was always set up. That's how so, it was. And they made it seem like a lot of those guys, remember that one guy? <laughs> I forget Matt, his name. The one, Matt. no, not Matt. The other one before Matt, like the light skinned dude. And he was like, can you offer me money? Can you pay Yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and she was like he is you know she just tried to talk shit about him and I'm thinking like girl girl no that was that was a real relationship because he was crazy (laughs) that was definitely a real I think all of them were a real relationship to some degree 
But I just feel like to also to some degree, she was also the one kind of forcing it to, to work. Yeah. And then some video got leaked of them. So they had went to where they go to sister circle. They went to one of those little shows like the day before she announced the divorce and they were doing like some backstage, I guess, behind the scenes documenting and they were in the car and Kenya was, you know, she's all happy. She's like, yeah, we're on our way to sister circle. And her man was in the background and he's just like rolling his eyes. Like he didn't want to be on camera. And then she said, Oh, he's still mad at me. You guys, he's mad that I posted a picture on Instagram of him and the baby sleeping. And he's in the background. He said, without my permission, without my permission. And see, and that proves and my then, point. Go she, ahead. She starts laughing. She was like, oh, gosh. And he was like, you see what I have to deal with? You see what I have to live with? <laughs> he wasn't laughing or nothing. And the next day after that, they announced the divorce. So, And some men, like I said, and it was no secret that because there were questions when she left the show. Oh, well, your husband or your boyfriend, they just don't want you on the show. Is that true? No, I'm making my own decision to leave the show. To me, I felt like he did not want her to be on the show. He didn't want his personal business to be out there. Not all men are trying to be a Peter or a Greg or a Todd. You know, not he everyone. He's an investment banker, so I would think exactly he had something. Exactly, exactly. So I just feel like you know, in certain relationships, that publicity type love, it really does. It really can break you up, or it can part. You know what I'm saying? It could cause division because. Not everybody wants to be in the spotlight, really. Like, truly, they are comfortably being behind the scenes. And it doesn't mean they want it to you to be a secret. It could just mean that, look, we don't need all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's causing issues. So Mm -hmm. it could be a little, like I said, it could be a little bit of everything. I'd be curious to know how this all unfolds for the season. Because obviously, we'll be a little behind as this was recorded way earlier. But it'll give us some insight. I can't believe it's already November. Well, damn near, because I think the show starts in November every year. First mm-hmm. Sunday in November is when it will air, which I don't, I can't, I don't know the date right now, but damn, it'll be interesting. So, time is flying, y'all. Time um, is a flying child. So, another thing out here, tea in the streets. This is juicy. You, you probably heard of this, but um, the Amanda Seals drama. So Amanda Seals is having drama, y'all. Basically, I mean, I hate to say I already kind of knew this, but apparently she's a big bitch behind the scenes. And yes, I did hear that. <laughs> nobody really fucks with her. And this includes her insecure castmates, um, Issa and the rest of the ladies of in- Insecure as well as the men co-stars too. Um, So what happened was there was a huge Hollywood party here in LA this last weekend, and they call it like a black Hollywood party. And um, apparently Issa's publicist is the event coordinator of this party every year she throws this party. And um, she did not invite Amanda Seals, however, but she did invite all of her castmates. So Amanda Seals decides to still go to this party, even though she wasn't invited. Um, She says that fellow actor Jesse Williams, (laughs) she she, she said her friend and fellow actor Jesse Williams invited her and said, hey, it's all good. Just come up 
comes to the party, you know. She gets to the door. Her name's not on the list because, hey, you weren't invited. And she says, no, my friend Jesse, you know, she's trying to, she's trying to, <laughs> try to name drop. <laughs> so she's saying at this time, she's seeing people because, you know, people are still coming in and she's just stuck at the door. And she's seeing people in the background. So she got one of her friends. Uh, celebrity friends I don't know who it was to get her in the door so they came out talked to the security got her in the door whole time she said the security guard was calling her name like no she can't be in there she's not supposed to be in here and Amanda was just like fuck that I'm still going in so Amanda gets into the party no more than five ten minutes later girl four security guards <laughs> physically remove her from this party yeah, she I didn't says that. that she saw Issa she saw everyone, all her castmates, they just turned their heads. They was just like, you know, what can we do for you, girl? Nothing much. And she went to vent about this on her podcast. So she has a podcast and she, you know, vented about all of this. And she basically said that she's had this long time beef with Issa's um, publicist. And she never knew why Issa's publicist didn't like her, blah, blah, blah. But what I can say about that is, I personally met Amanda Seals um, last, no, earlier this year in January. I was helping produce a, um, a comedy show with my friend, and she was actually the headliner for the comedy show. And when Amanda Seals arrived, um, we were escorting her to the backstage area, you know, where there's drinks and food and stuff that we had set up for everyone. And we told her, we said, hey, Amanda, we're about 10, 15 minutes running behind. So you know, you're supposed to be on at 9.30. Now it's looking more like 9.45. She immediately was just like, Ugh. rolled her eyes. We were like, well, we have drinks. We have coffee. We have this. She was just like, mm-mm. Proceeded to like sit in the corner, legs crossed, jacket on, coat on, on her phone. She was just so standoffish. Some of the other comedians were trying to ooh, were trying to talk to her. She was not really talking to them. She just has a very standoffish attitude that could come off as bitchy. And apparently after this incident, Saranis Jackson, who plays Dro or Dre, what's his name? Yeah. What's, what's his name on the show? Dro. So the tall, light-skinned guy who plays Dro. Right after this incident happened, he went to his Twitter and he says, you can't expect to be a disrespectful ass and then get, and then be surprised when no one wants to hang out with you. So confirmed, confirmed. All right. And, uh, yeah, it just seems like what we thought was black friendship is really not like that behind the scenes. You know, they don't really like Amanda Seals. So. You know, I think that at some point along the way, obviously, Issa thought Amanda, or thinks even still Amanda's dope enough to um, play, to be involved in one of her shows. So I would think that at some point, you know, somewhere along the line, something shifted once they got to know who the real (laughs) Amanda Seals was or is, um, and I do, I'm a big believer in checking yourself, you know, like, one, I'm not showing up to anywhere I'm not invited, period, I'm not, at this age, maybe when I was 16, 18, maybe, maybe 19, 
because I'm on the verge of 20 and 20 was like, oh, I'm stepping in a new, you know, but so many people are coming at her. Well, so it's split. Half of the people think that she shouldn't have showed up like you, like you just said, but then half of the people are are basically saying that's fucked up of Insecure's cast, especially Issa to not get her into the party. But I don't think that Issa, us knowing Issa for who she is, even though none of us really know her personally as viewers, but from what we kind of see and the fact that she extended a job to Amanda, not one season, but two, but three, you know, whatever, however many seasons she's been on the show, I highly doubt she just didn't invite her just because it was Tuesday and it's like, I'm gonna leave the bitch off because I'm being a bitch. Like, Clearly, common sense kicks in, in, in my opinion, to say, like, hmm, I wonder why she didn't invite her to this party. Like, you know, we may not know all the details. We're just speculators. But I'm thinking that there's a logical reason why Amanda Seals was not invited to said party. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you still showed up, knowing you did not get invited, and now you want to cause all this ruckus about an event that you weren't supposed to be at anyway so if what I how I would have handled that situation if I were Amanda I wouldn't have shown up but I still would have voiced my opinion about it so that way it didn't look like I'm trying to bombard or crash or cause more issues uh but yet I have an opinion and maybe the more viewers instead of it being half it's maybe all of it being like damn that's fucked up she didn't get an invite you know what I'm saying but the way she went about it is like totally whack in my opinion and I am going to say I'm team Issa for this from the outside looking in mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm gonna give Issa a bone because I feel like shit she didn't invite the bitch for a reason a reason we don't know but she didn't invite it for a reason and now we have Dro who is totally neutral to confirm whatever about Amanda like it's I'm like was he even in last season I'm trying to think oh uh, because Molly yeah, stopped was. fucking with her. Yeah, but he was. He showed up to that party. Oh, he's gonna uh, he showed up to the baby that's shower. And that's what Issa, or, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Molly. Like, they don't even have that many scenes together. They don't. Issa, I mean, Amanda and, and uh, Saranis. So it's just like, for him to even say that, it's like clearly word around set. Yeah. <laughs> people don't really fuck with you on set. And then, people on set aren't even really saying anything because you know why? They have some sort of class and they're trying to keep their fucking job. So mm. just handle that shit with Issa, cause your noise via social media, but stay away from the chaos if you're not invited to the party. Fuck. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. And then she proceeded to say, like, on her podcast, she's like, yeah, I'm not even a party person. I don't... That's like, if you're not a party person, why are you begging to get in this party? Girl, because she was trying to be dramatic. That's why. She was (laughs) trying to be dramatic, and she's now trying to sit around center it around her and put put the storyline about well I'm a cast member no bitch you're a cast member but you're still not invited like you did you have a job to do but you're not invited to this bitch because you know why you're not invited to this bitch like yeah and technically I I don't feel like it's Issa's responsibility to like we don't know what Issa did behind the scenes to maybe like tell her publicist look like can y'all work it out or whatever but it's like if if her publicist has a hard reason for not fucking with Amanda it's like is Issa supposed to stop fucking with her publicist for Amanda absolutely not you know what I'm saying like again Issa gave her the bone that's like us going into work 
And if our, if our CEO tells our manager, lock this bitch out, take her access, and we still motherfucking show up, is the CEO, like, no, the mm-hmm. CEO is responsible for us. The manager, you know, for us peons, like, I'm not calling Amanda a peon, but I'm just saying, like, she <laughs> gave you a fucking bone, she gave you a job, meaning mm-hmm. she was cool with you at one point until. It happens all the time. Grow up. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Amanda, I just feel like you just need to just maybe lighten up a little bit. I don't know. She's so woke. She's so woke. Like, I just need her to go to sleep some days. <laughs> She's very woke. And I'm all for the wokeness. I'm all for being pro-black. I'm all for all of that. But it's like, if you're literally coming off rude to your fans, where your fans don't even, like, feel comfortable asking for a picture or, like, complimenting you or whatever... Because in the in the midst of all this, all of these fans of of uh, Amanda went to Twitter, talked about the times when they met her, and she was also rude. So it's just like all this shit comes back to haunt you if you don't treat people right. Like they say, people ain't gonna be saying the same thing about you for years and years and years, and you gonna be like, no, nah, that ain't true. Like they said, Whitney has been mm-hmm. leaking from the smoking crack until her knees have fallen off. And you still want to believe when you never smoke no damn crack. Like, no, people not going to keep saying the same shit about you. Like, I actually no. don't believe Whitney smoked crack. Huh? I actually don't believe Whitney was on crack. Well, I'm just saying. She, like she said, I make too much money to ever smoke crack. Well, she I think she was on that heavy shit that cost a lot of money. I will say that. Well, you know, hell, sugar's more addictive, they say, than crack. So I, whatever she was on, it was really strong. And, you know, yeah, scientifically, they say sugar is stronger than crack. That's what they say. That's what they say. Listen, I'm just, okay. I'm just I don't have a sweet tooth, so I don't know. Uh, you don't? You don't like sweets like that? I'm very, very um, particular with my sweets. Really? And I don't so crave good. sweet stuff. Well, I only crave sweet stuff around my period, but. Oh, I crave sweet stuff like every night. Mm-mm. And now That's- if I get off of sugar, for a while, then I don't crave it as much, and everything I taste with sugar in it, it yeah. becomes a turnoff. But I once I have that dessert. little hit, girl, sugar is so addictive to me. The only place I'm gonna get a dessert at every time I go is Mastro's now, because that, I mean, that is the best dessert I've ever tasted in my life. And I'm not a sweet tooth person; like I don't even like sweets. But that okay. butter cake is crack. <laughs> like it's I'm crack. Make a special flight to LA just for the butter cake. And then to see you. <laughs> that fucking butter cake so damn crack. I'm telling yeah. y'all, like, if you have not had Mastro's butter cake, like, I'm not even over-exaggerating. It's just, like, it's life-altering. Ever since I tried it with Mia, because she loves nice things, all right, once I tried that cake, I have had it every single year thereafter on my birthday. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. Get you some. Get your life. Yeah. So that's all the tea I got this week. I felt like I had some tea. I've been busy this week, man. Tyler Perry, let's shout out Tyler Perry. Um, oh, he was my black coffee and tea. Was he? Uh, well, we can. Well, we're moving on. We're yeah, moving. This is black coffee and tea. Yeah, black coffee and tea. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Shout out to Tyler Perry for um, opening up his studio, his uh, multi-million-dollar studio. Um, he opened that up on Confederate land, right? They were owned, that, that particular body of land was owned by Confederate, and... It was an army base. 
Mm-hmm. Army base, sorry, army base. Oh. No, 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 no. But yeah, but it was still like army. it was something he was saying a Confederate. Oh, I don't know. It's Georgia oh. girl. They all Confederates. So yeah. Yeah. Well, he was saying something about the Confederate that had owned it, and then he bought it, like meaning like blacks were not allowed on this particular piece of land he purchased, and now you have someone who is owning all of that land and now able to produce job multi million multi uh millions of jobs or lots of jobs yeah. for all of these um different people whether it be of color whites whatever the case may be girl i said i was gonna take my ass to the tyler perry job board for girl real. i can be the assistant <laughs> i can be the flush toileter i can be the gal i want to be a producer at this point, I don't give a damn. Just hit me. Like, I will I will do it, Tyler. Call me. Or I'll call you. How about that? You don't know me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, throw the sister a bone. Yeah, Super dope. Shout out to Tyler. I think it's amazing. Shout out to Tyler. It made you feel real good. It's like like you have a game, a piece on the board now. Like you're one piece out of a million pieces and you're like the only black piece on the fucking board when it comes. He definitely created his own fucking table for us to sit at. Yeah, he definitely shows you like don't wait for somebody to give you the opportunity. Create your own table. And I low-key feel like he was listening to Black Coffee and Tea podcasts way back when when we had a Tyler Perry debate and I was basically saying, you know, Tyler Perry's amazing, but we kind of were debating how his content isn't the best. Like his content, it's like the same thing. And we're kind of tired of that same, like Medea S type of content. I and, still am. Yeah, I still am. But I feel like he has taken that criticism. And now he's already said he's working on um, a new political show called The Oval. So it's like he's branching out. He's trying to do things differently. And now that he owns these studios, he owns these major lots that he can create all these different types of content. It's amazing. And I'm hella just excited and proud for him that he's actually stepping out of the box and doing something that he may not be comfortable doing because that's the only way you're going to actually be able to play with the big boys. Because like I said, these big major white motion company um, production companies, they produce all types of content. They produce black content. They produce everything you can think of. So, you know, black people should do the same. We don't have to stay in this box of urban-esque type of storylines, you know? Everything is honestly being streamed as well. Um, so I think that the opportunities are just starting to get larger and larger and larger. I mean, think about all of these new um comedians actors that are just doing their own um minute um instagram videos and they are building their own following from that and then getting chosen to be on certain other things you know it's just it's really like you literally at this point if you're not utilizing and capitalizing with the equipment and the tools that are right in front of you you don't need a whole lot you really don't you just have to have show up and be have good content um, you really can do a lot and get noticed, um, you know. Yeah. And so, stop waiting, because I, like, girl, like, how I convinced you, I said, we can do this podcast. I was yeah, like, I don't know what we got to do, yeah. but we can do it. Girl. Like, there has to be a way. <laughs> we can stream it. We, we literally, and you know what? We literally took what we had and still what we have, and we're we're making it work, and we're still reaching, we're, we're, I guess we're reaching millions, thousands, wow. hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. I like it. That was from the universe. I mean, I'm just saying, girl, grab that shit. Universe. Girl, you said that on purpose, okay? That means we're about to be reaching millions. Yes. 
I mean, we're already yeah. reaching hundreds of thousands. We've gotten like we're tons of thousands. views on Instagram. We've gotten Erica Badu. Shout out to Erica Badu. We've got oh. Jill Scott. We've got who else have we gotten uh, notice from on our page? Even um, Marcel just liked um like something. Yeah, like Eva Marcel. Shout out to her. Like we've been. I mean, the love is real, y'all. So we thank y'all and just keep just rocking with us. Only gonna get better and better and better. Oh yeah, um, tell them about our after dark content we're working up. So our after dark content. If you are a subscriber on our YouTube uh, channel, you will get access or gain access to our after dark channel where we will be talking about all things X rated. That by far is my favorite thing to talk about um, and discuss. I feel like I'm very woke as well, but I do love a good time with my girls. I love a good kiki, honey, especially when it comes down uh, comes down to the bedroom. And so, yeah, I'm excited to to you know that we're offering that to our subscribers. Um, but yeah, we, nothing will be off limits. You know, we got to be a little bit more censored here, but stay tuned for that to come real soon very very cool so excited who are we teabagging this week any teabag nominees i do have a listener letter oh you do have a listener letter i do i always get confused or ahead of myself when we do our listener letter then teabag or the teabag always always i've got one too but saved this one because I was like okay Mia this is right up her alley so I mean this is just you know from experience I don't so I would love to hear your opinion on this one so this says can I fire my bridesmaid in retaliation for her not asking me to be her bridesmaid I know Mia fired me as her bridesmaid y'all but we're gonna continue the story okay Go ahead, bitch. Go ahead. God damn. I think you really finna say something. Shit. Go ahead. That, look, look, that's, that's the headline of the letter, okay? So the letter says, hey, girls, I got engaged in May and asked seven girls to be my bridesmaid. Out of those seven, three of us are lifelong friends with varying degrees of current closeness. I'm very, very close with two out of the three but I've decided it would be really hurtful not to include the third. So I did. Well, she got engaged three months later and is including the other two girls, but not me in her bridal party. Now I'm very hurt and regret extending the offer to her since she obviously didn't feel the same way. I also feel if she knew this was her plan, she should have declined participating at my bridal party. At this point, my wedding is nine months away and hers is about a year and a half. Is it wrong to ask her to step down from being one of my bridesmaids? God damn. So (laughs) (laughs) this is why I, okay. So this is why I've always, so let me throw this disclaimer out. Whitney, I did not, I had taken back my bridesmaid invitations because I did have a destination wedding. And I only wanted people to focus on showing up for my ceremony. That was my main goal. I didn't want people, after thinking about it and thinking things through, I wanted people to just show up and be able to participate without having to purchase a dress, shoes, all that kind of stuff. That was me forward thinking. But 
um you know i love you knew you know what that is so i didn't just say no bitch you're not in the way and these other bitches are i actually had a really hard time actually it was really easy so it wasn't hard for me to choose who my bridesmaids were <laughs> it was real easy um but what i will say is that i've always 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 and i've never really thought of myself as someone like dreaming to be married per se but I always have had conversations with friends like, I'm never going to have bridesmaids. If I had bridesmaids, it's either going to be like one to two people or it's just going to be my sister or I'm going to have no bridesmaids. So, and for these reasons specifically. So my advice to this chick is I would first, um, I mean, I can see someone feeling some type of way if you're not in their wedding as a bridesmaid, but they're going to be in yours as a bridesmaid. That's just off the basic like level um of feelings and feeling some sort of way like what the fuck now as far as if i was the bride and i was not invited to be your bridesmaid but you're still in my wedding i'm going to seriously consider just because this is the person that i am i'm going to consider our friendship in kind of like the the level in which you mean to me to even be a bridesmaid and if that level is still some sort of significance I can separate it for this day I understand if some people can't and they're like tit for tat but I'm not like that I honestly feel like I don't want any of my friends to ask me to be in their wedding there's no shade beyond that behind that I just want to come be of an attendance I will come and participate in all the activities I will even contribute but to be a bride, I don't, that's just not something that I have to do to feel like, you know, but that's me. I'm different. So, um, but yeah, I would just say for you personally, really look at the type of friendship you have with this chick. If it's some sneak shit and it's like, well, I really only invited you to be a bridesmaid because you invited me and now you take away the bride. You know, if it's some petty shit, then she didn't need to be a bridesmaid anyway. So just look at that and then make your decision going forward. That's, that's just kind of how I view it. What, what are your thoughts? Um, I can see this on both sides. Yeah, I can see it on both Definitely. sides. Um, because I have been a bridesmaid in some of my friends' weddings. And personally, they wouldn't be my bridesmaid. Like, if I was to get married. Like, I okay, have been, I see what you're saying. I have been a bridesmaid and participated in a friend's wedding. But okay. if I was to get married tomorrow, they wouldn't be she my bride. would not be. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And that's no shade. Yeah. But it, just, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, it's it's a sensitive situation because I think you're right about she shouldn't have never invited this girl to be a bridesmaid in the first place. She was trying right. to be nice. Right. And she said, um, what did she say? She said that she's closer with the other two girls. So she didn't want her to feel left out. So she just did it like a pity like oh, you gotta always come and bite you in the ass. Exactly. No good deed goes fucking unpunished. So it's like if you were gonna do it, you should have did it genuinely or not at all. And I don't see what the big deal is about, you know, having certain people who are official bridesmaid, but still inviting other people to the festivities. Like I don't to me that's weird that only the bridesmaids can go to the bridal party or something. Like I just feel like who cares you're not a bridesmaid? You could still have just invited her to the party, you know, and the other yeah. girl could have done the same. The fact that she did not even invite you to the bridal festivities, oh no, kick her ass out the bride. <laughs> no, she's gone. 
I'm sorry. She wouldn't still be my bridesmaid. Cause it's like, damn, I tried to make you feel included and you can't even invite me to the party. And that's what I'm saying. Like you have to really, and that's why I say when, well, that's why I feel as when I see all of these weddings where they have 20 bridesmaids, it's like, I mean, I don't even like 20 people in my own life. Like I, oh. I don't like that many people. Mm-mm. So to have these bitches up here standing next to me and I don't know, it's just like, you have to ask yourself one and I don't know when you ask someone to be stand beside you in your wedding, it needs to come from a genuine place. It doesn't need right. to be a handout. It doesn't need to be out of sympathy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be out of anything. That is going to be one and most important day of your life where you say, you know what? These bitches have been with me through thick and thin and thin and thick. And it is what it is. Feel some type of way. You will get an invite to the wedding, maybe barely or not. And live by that decision. But too often I see so many people being like, well, she's my cousin or that's my auntie so-and-so, or that's his sister, or that's, you know, I feel bad she had me in her wedding. I'm telling you, it always comes back and bites you in the ass, because guess what? It's hard to get three, four women on a girl's trip to agree on certain things and to have money at the same time, much less having 15, 7, 8, 9, 10 try to come out of pocket with money for a dress and agree on hairstyles. And you know, you just want to ask yourself these type of questions as you're planning your wedding. Okay, who is the most important and who would need to stand by my side without sympathy, period. Yeah. And really just stick by that decision. Agreed. Because you will waver and you'll be like, oh, oh, no, sorry, no. <laughs> yeah. So I know I had to. When I did have bridesmaids and I stuck by my three, I had to deal with some shit from some others. But my decision was my decision. And it is what it, it was. What it was. Did I feel you some type of friendship way? about over that? Didn't you? Huh? You fell out with a friend about? I fell out know. with a friend, a cousin. I fell out with two. Well, a used to be friend, a friend, yeah, and, and a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I can't just have again when I look at having somebody up there in my wedding I'm looking at loyalty I'm looking at not just because you've been in my life for 25 years bitch Mm -hmm. out of 24 you have been a nightmare so I'm just looking at everyone who has been consistent loyal like it doesn't matter how many years or whatever and I'm even cool with you know all my friends we've all had arguments we've all been bickering and had disagreements so I don't even look at that but I'm just saying like that's a pretty important decision and I think too often I see a lot of brides um, just wanting any and everybody in their wedding and then afterwards they're like oh I wish I didn't have as many bridesmaids this was a mistake like I hear it all the time and that actually was the one piece of advice that brides had given me was don't have a lot of bridesmaids <laughs> they I mean they all have said that they were like had I known what I know now I would have just stuck with my four, my five, and been done. Like, yeah. seriously. It seems like a headache. I don't know why anyone would want all those damn bridesmaids. Girl, for the pictures. I think it's really, honestly, when I think about it, it's just for the pictures. Gotta be. Gotta be. But. So I have a letter I want to read. Um, starts out, my dear friend has been married for over 20 years. The I'm sorry, I skipped the gun. The title is, Is My Friend a Hater? My dear friend has been married for over 20 years. I have been married and I'm divorced. She was a great supporter throughout my whole mess. When I started dating again, 
she made sure she knew who I was going out with and where I was going just so I was safe on my dates. She was a really good friend. Now that I've been in an exclusive relationship for the past five years, she has started telling me that I can do better. Her main issues are that he has not mentioned marrying me. We don't live together. We don't go out on dates and we are very private. Oh, and there is a 20 year age difference. I'm 40, he's 60. I'm fine with not needing to be married and he fulfills my needs 100%. When I tell her I'm good and happy, she hits me with negative comments like he needs to claim me, he needs to get me a better car, he needs to buy me a house, the fact that his children don't like me. Her negativity is getting on my nerves, but in the back of my mind, I wonder if she's right. I know our relationship is good, but we have absolutely no drama. What could possibly be better than this? Is my friend trying to encourage me? Or is she hating? Oh, this is so crazy, girl. I'm just so, I literally just had this conversation like last night about, no, we were, I was just talking to my friend and I was telling her how me, especially because I'm single, Mm -hmm. I do not give nobody my opinions on their relationships unless they ask me. I said, I don't give no opinions on nobody's fucking relationships unless they are sought out. And I stand by that because of stuff like this, like you will come across as a hater, even if it's coming from a genuine place. It's just like single women, just have fun and party. Like that's it. Because if you say anything, you're going to be bitter. You're going to be lonely. You're going to be a hater. Like I just laugh fun, drink and have a good time. Because if you start coming too hard with the advice and shit, that's how you're going to be perceived. Um, Personally, I wouldn't have never told her nothing about her relationship. I feel like, you know, people have to come to their own realizations about what they're going through. It's okay to have a concern for your friend, but if she's not being harmed physically and she's sitting in a relationship where she doesn't go out, she doesn't get nothing paid for, she doesn't, and she's fine with that, then that's on her. That's her life. So I feel like, um, I don't think your friend is necessarily being a hater. It sounds like a lot of these concerns are genuine, but at the same time, is that her business? You know what I'm saying? Like your life. And especially when it's already been said once, it's like, it's no reason for her to keep reiterating it because you didn't right. get the first she's time she choosing it. to be in that position anyway. she's choosing to be and if you're fine with not being taken out on dates or whatever then I think you need to respectfully just tell your friend like look what you want for your life and what I want for my life is two different things I appreciate your concern but we're good you know and right. I think you just need to come at her really direct and um see what she says after that but hearing that last sentence that you said and she was saying well I don't know maybe my friend is right it's just like well are you happy or are you acting like you're happy and maybe your friend knows that you're acting like you're happy yeah um, I think that that's so true Whitney I do agree that when you do give unsolicited advice to friends and it's not in their best it's not in the interest that they think you should be saying it in, like meaning it doesn't fit what they want to hear. It absolutely can come across. And I don't even like to use the word as hating, but yes, that is a very true word, but it can just come across, you know, 
them feeling like, okay, are you not happy for me? You know, because a lot of times in this situation, particularly, you know, you've been in this relationship for five years. So you, you, I mean, you're, what is it? What is, what do you call those uh, marriages that aren't, you're not legally married, but um, what do they call those? They call, they call it something, but I'm just saying like, you've been with this man long enough to choose. Oh, common law. Common law. Common law. I don't know what the length of the marriage that is, but it's long enough. Seven. So you're almost there. So you, and most marriages don't even make it past five. So two, um, all of that being said, I agree with, to piggyback off what Whitney said. Absolutely. Yes. Like you can come across as a hater. Now I do feel like as a friend, we all have the responsibility to, um, insert some things when we see our friends like maybe you know they're not going out as much as they used to meaning because they're like they start to just change who they are as a person you start to see like god my friend is like super miserable or she's very down she's so depressed like bitch what the fuck is wrong like well bitch this could be it like could it be that you know so certain things I can see where someone would kind of insert themselves like, okay, girl, are you, are you okay? You good? Okay. You know, you still happy, you know, check like as a check-in, but when you start being like, well, what you need to do is, you know, you ain't been going out on no day. You ain't been doing this. You ain't been doing that. Like, then that's like, okay, bitch, like go get yourself a man first and then come to me and my, even if it's a shit show of your mm-hmm. friend in that relationship, just kind of just be mute, be of support, let your friend know that you are always going to be there to listen. Cause I've been in situations where with my friends, I am one of those friends that I'm not necessarily going to tell you what you should or you shouldn't do. Meaning because I feel like you kind of know that like a lot of times when we put ourselves in positions, it's not because we, we don't know that we should or shouldn't be doing it or whatever the case is it's we're choosing to and a lot of times we don't want our friends to be like well girl which you don't need to be no a lot of times I just want you to hear me out I just want you to listen to me and just you know what I'm saying and so sometimes just be a listening ear and that could be that could be you know make all the difference in the world so yeah so it could be it could be a little both your friend may be hating but I'd highly doubt it if he's not taking out on dates and doing all those things I'm just saying I don't know Mm. but I don't think she's hating um, I do think that it's out of concern, but you know, you have, you yourself have to ask yourself, are you happy? And why is this affecting you so bad? If you know, you are happy because happy people, you know, are happy for other people, regardless of the negativity that comes at them. So kudos to you all who have sent in letters. This is like one of my favorite parts of the show. That she forgets about every time. Skip over it. I constantly skip over it. <laughs> but if you want to send your listener letter, go ahead and hit us up at BCT Podcast on Instagram. You can shoot us a DM or you can email us at Black Coffee and T312 at Gmail. Yep. And we may do a whole podcast on just letters since we get such an over overwhelmingly amount of not this damn overwhelmingly (laughs) you just like that word i do i do i do again putting it out there in the universe so to our final segment getting teabagged which is another favorite part because i just like the word teabag um i'm gonna teabag evelyn 
Um, you know, I should have teabagged her back in 05 or 09, whenever she came for me, because I called her out for using the N-word. So now is my, my turn to officially teabag you, and since you have such good pussy, um, let's try teabagging. <laughs> let's, let's try teabagging you. And see. I did not think you were about to say that. Sarah, bye. Bye, bye, bye. So I'm yeah. so glad you're in alignment with me, my Pisces yes, sister. Okay. Cause I'm teabagging Shawnee O'Neal. Ah! <laughs> Shawnee, get your ass up off of this television with these damn women. Okay. You're pimping these women out. Now you're being biased as fuck against the black woman, a dark skinned black woman trying to say she's so aggressive. She's so violent. And in those scenes, comedy. comedy. Yeah, in those scenes where OG was going like back and forth with Evelyn, of course Shawnee tries to chime in at the end and was like, Jesus loves you, OG. Jesus loves you. For the Bible says so. And OG was like, I know Jesus loves me because I'm blessed. Thank you. It's hey. just like Shawnee, you're too old for this shit, first of all. You have no storyline. You're the executive producer, like you love to throw in these ladies' faces. So, why are you even on the show, sis? Why? Because she doesn't have it in life. Can I say something about these shows that I never understood? Is that, like, basketball wives, the real housewives. Oh, it's like one wife on here. One person be married to a baseball player. Like, it don't even be a basketball wife. It'd be like, I mean, but majority of them have dated someone or, and that was years ago. And, you know, I just, like, I'm so confused about the title. Like, I well, get crazy. it. It's, right now on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, though, like, everyone's booed up and has kids, which is, like... Everybody's booed up. Home. But, yeah, but in previous seasons, we have seen where that has not been the case. Oh, no. So I'm yeah. glad, this is, like, the first time. Yeah, I'm over. glad that they're... Yeah, I'm glad they're catching up to that. And, again, you know, it's nice to be able to see um, certain people who were once married or single get transitioned into the to the uh, relationship or marriage stage. So that's there too, I guess. But specifically as it relates to basketball wives and you're dating football players or baseball players. I think it would just be too boring. Like they need to have, these producers have to like develop these storylines and these plots. And it's like, okay, yeah, we have all these old wives, you know, but we got to have like a single girl to mix it up. You know, a young I'm okay with that, but you know, I'm okay with that. But like <laughs> Evelyn, for instance, why. she had just dated a basketball player. And that was like 15 years ago when she was first introduced to basketball wives. So I was just really confused. Cause then we had, um, what was her name? Starts with the R. Uh, Rhea was on there too. She's not married. What was her name? Cause she, Dwayne, she dated not Dwayne Wade, but, um, Dwight Howard. And since this season, she has been, um, he has, what is it, given her a gag order. And they have a kid together. They, she was supposed to just be a little hookup, a little cheerleader oh, yeah. that hooked up. Mama, Royce. Yeah, that's Royce. Like, that's Royce. So I'm saying it's like, it's not just one. It's like, it'd be a lot of them that just were has-beens and never-beens again. So it's just interesting. Again, I'm not trying to be too diplomatic and it has to be super Bible by the book, but it is interesting to be like, okay, damn, so we get at least two basketball wives that are currently house basketball wives. Just the storyline, because you know, most of these basketball wives in real life, they don't do nothing but sit at home with their kids like all day while they're out. So they they probably just got to go with the most interesting people, you know? Yeah, I get it. 
regardless i'm not for the colorist shit um i think that whole set that whole production should be ashamed of themselves i hope og sues the hell out of y'all for discrimination because y'all really forced her to walk off that set or said she had to be isolated on some other set right and she didn't do anything to deserve that like the most violent person is sitting right next to shawnee on the couch and no one sees a problem with that but yet og is oh so threatening so yeah I hope they all get what's coming to them. All right. He bagged. <laughs> oh, shit. Now we got the shop button on our account. So watch out because we really be, will be having a shop. Products. Yes. Shop. We will be having products. We, we shout out to Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, you did something for us. Um, yes. So, yeah, we will be utilizing that quickly. Um, once we narrow down what we want to we're gonna try to do something y'all we want to be um an inspiration to other young black people out there who's trying to get their shit together get something you can own just create something even if if it's on the side Mm -hmm. you know once every seven days you work towards something that you can just own because you can't trust these companies all right these jobs just aren't as stable as they were 50 years ago these not the same jobs okay so You've been even the same jobs aunties and uncles was working 10 years ago. So, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Trying to quit right now. Um, all right. It's been all another right. amazing episode. Until next time. See ya. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the Black Coffee and Tea podcast available now on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And if you want to be a part of the BCT fam, make sure you follow us on Instagram at BCT Podcast. Until next time.